effects of external conditions, which is directed by Grant Harvey, a new director, and written by Karen Walton, who is our first female writer. She also wrote that movie, Ginger Snaps. Love uh, the connections. Yeah. It aired April 20th, 2013. New top movie was Oblivion. And then the new top song was When I Was Your Man by Bruno Mars, which is another song I don't think I've ever You don't heard. know that song? I'm kind of a Bruno Mars anti, actually. I remember going to Target to buy a CD. I was really into Bruno Mars. <laughs> I just think he's like, I don't know, it's like music for moms, kind of. That's how I feel. Well, I was a mother to my siblings. So <laughs> well, they, there you go. some trauma. <laughs> As it should be. Um, I'm Mackenzie. Oh, I'm Ashley. <laughs> um... All right, yeah, so we start, we pick up right where we left off with uh, the killer performing self-surgery. Uh, a child finds her. It's very scary. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen to this child. Yes. They're definitely leaning more into their horror elements. And then um, we cut to Sarah showing up at Allison's house to tell her about her interaction with the killer. And then she also gives her the money back, finally. Um, I put this, uh, this quote because... Allison is still pretty hostile towards Sarah and very like, I'm worried about my family. I have been living this nightmare much longer than you have, Sarah. I explained I have a family to protect. I do what I can. Right. You provide financially. Yep, so you wanted that money Beth was holding. Your self-defense fund. You're right, I was gonna steal it and run. But I can't do that. Because I have a family too, Allison. My daughter. Your daughter? Her name's Kira, and I'm meant to be seeing her today, but there's this killer up my ass, so. Wait, is she your biological child or, or adopted like mine? Mine. Why? So that's exactly what you brought up yes. last episode. Yes, plays into my theory. Yes, uh, and we didn't know before that her kids were adopted, I don't think, so that it's a... Uh, I did Google it. Oh, um, well. <laughs> but I, I just Googled if yeah. her children were adopted. Because I did notice that they were a different race, so yeah. once we see both her and her husband. But do you think that Sarah's supposed to be, like, racially ambiguous? Or do you think she's just white? I assume she was just white. Is she supposed to be I, racially I don't know. I, well, I don't I just, because I felt like it, those could have been her kids, like, Allison's kids. But, um, I mean, I guess I'm just not, like, paying attention. Uh, I, and also, I think because Tatiana Maslany, too, I guess. Well, she's, like, Ukrainian or whatever, mm. but... I think I'm paying extra attention to people's faces now ever since I made the mistake of the German not being a clone. Uh, how dumb of me. Uh, I love that for you. Um, so then, uh, oh, we didn't really talk about, well, I mean, they don't really talk about it in the last episode, but they're, when the killer attacks Sarah, they have like a special knife that Sarah ends up with. It's like that weird fish knife. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kasim is breaking it down. Talking about how the fish is a fertility symbol. And then um, basically continuing to be like, okay, you still have to stick with the, you know, still have to pretend to be best so we can get more information. And we, we get a little funny line from Sarah. Impersonating a dead officer, that's like a whole new crime. I think I'm safest with the cops, to be honest with you. Did that actually just come out of your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the whole fee and uh, Sarah and... Kasima, Zoom. I don't know what they yeah. were on Skype. Yeah, it probably was Skype back in the day. Um, Zoom was a, it didn't come around yeah. till twenty twenty. I thought they were. It was very cute though. Yeah. Like, well, and we get like this really good. Well, because Felix is being kind of flippant, but then 
also doing his exposition bit when he talks about how being crazy is genetic. Theo, I'm beginning to realize crazy is genetic. Well, yeah, bad brain chemistry can be genetic, um, but environment, that's individual, right? I mean, that's the whole nature-nurture question right there. Okay. Let's talk nature. Out of nine so far, one's a psycho who killed four others. One committed suicide, one is a bloody soccer mum, and then there's you. My crazy sister is sane by comparison. Thanks, V. <laughs> She's so grateful. <laughs> what a sweetheart. <laughs> Do you have any um, therapist thoughts? Mm. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the no, spot. No, that's okay. I just haven't been thinking about it in that way. But, I mean, Allison is definitely a control freak, lack mm -hmm. of control. Um, but it, it's hard to analyze without the context of how they grew up. Yeah, we, for sure. Um, but they definitely all seem to have ways to control the situation. Allison is, like, very orderly. Kasima, like, focuses on the knowledge of it. Um, and then Sarah runs away from it. Mm -hmm. So, do do you have any thoughts about nature versus nurture, just in general? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, <sighs> genetics play a role, but then if you grow up with the people who gave you the genetics, then <laughs> so it's, it's very convoluted. Well I said. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it's hard to to really draw that line, but. Um, I guess that's kind of the whole point of the show is mm -hmm. that they're not growing up with the people who gave them the genetics yeah. and therefore that's why. But you can also think that they all may have well developed very similar personalities if they did grow up with their creator. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's I feel like it's very convoluted, like you said. And I think it interesting example with Sarah acting out and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sometimes they say that you know that something is wrong with you, quote unquote. Like yeah. it's something that you subconsciously like you know about it. yourself. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So those are my thoughts. Yeah. I haven't finished my degree yet. Don't judge me. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> I don't know yet. Um, so then um, we get like another scene with Allison and Donnie and Donnie's kind of like on her case because she's sending the kids to her parents' house on a, well, so we know she has parents. Mm -hmm. um, Who are a, willing to take the grandkids. So yeah. That's important. On a day when they're supposed to be going to school. And then I thought it was funny that she was like, okay, we'll see you when you crash in at 3 a.m. You're really getting an insight into their dynamic. He was like, that was one time, blah, blah, blah. I, I said, Donnie is the worst. That is my note. <laughs> Um, I don't like this man. Why is she with him? Well, and I think it's really funny that so Sarah tells her to be on standby, and her version of being on standby is just like sitting in her craft room <laughs> with her cell phone and a gun. Like, <laughs> she's ready. <laughs> As really I also ready. said, like, taking standby so seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so Art and Sarah go to find, they go to the kid's house where we saw the killer doing the surgery earlier. Um, that she left the bike there, so that's how they find her. Um, and then the kid, who's named Trevor, calls Helena an angry angel and points to Sarah when they ask, like, what it looks like, which, art, like, thank goodness art isn't like, quick on the uptake. Like, oh, you mean a woman yeah. of that size. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then the kid's obviously nervous to see Sarah, but they have their little interaction where she's like, I'm not her, and then he, he gives her this fucked up fortune teller that 
I, I like to think about Helena taking the time to like do her little like blood doodles while she's bleeding out and giving it to this kid. I was really proud of myself because he was like pick one and I was like red and then Sarah was like red and I was like yeah. <laughs> and then um, he like apparently Helena, oh, I keep calling her Helena when I was supposed to know but obviously we find out this episode. But he, he said that she said that you would come so it's like she's like setting the groundwork to play her little freaky games like it's not just about killing these people like she wants to like psychologically torment them also um and then we get like a little call with Siobhan and Sarah basically like confirming that they're still on for <laughs> for her to see Kira Sarah's like shit like <laughs> um and then we're back at the police station so and we get like a little bit of a profile of Helena which I watched a lot of Criminal Minds in my day. That was my version of SVU. Mm. So Everybody I, has one. I clipped it out. So, we have a long-range, high-powered weapon. Name me one homicide ever pinned on a female sniper. How's that profile? Female killers tend to suffer from chronic detachment. Isolation breeds sociopaths. Th this song, fearfully and wonderfully made. She's a religious fanatic. The stick figures, the doll's head, the fortune teller. Early childhood development issues could be extreme abuse. Yes, but she's also careful in her way. No prints on any of this so far. I'm like, how did she not leave any prints when she's like <laughs> touching her, doing everything with her blood? Yeah. Um, I guess because she's wearing the gloves. I guess so, but I don't think she was wearing gloves in that scene where we see her doing surgery. Was she, she is wearing oh, she blue was. gloves. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that's good. I took note of that because it, it gave it this like creepy doctor feel. Which played into my theory that mm -hmm. she was, like, held captive by the creator and mm -hmm. um, work experimented on. But you pointing this out, and then later on, I think maybe Kasima asked Sarah, like, what do the cops know? And she was like, that she's crazy and has uh, childhood issues. Like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Took them that long to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I mean, it, I think it's good. It, it's concise, kind of, like, gets to the the core of like what's going on with her obviously we're gonna learn more as the story goes on mm -hmm. but um good, good good profiling police good job um they're doing good police work i, yeah. I will say that I, I it was getting almost a little too procedural for me yeah i'm like, like this okay. isn't svu <laughs> <laughs> yeah i actually feel like that is kind of like the well i mean last episode is a lot of like crime solving but i feel like it was like there was other stuff going on too but this episode in particular is like okay Here's the case. We're filing mm -hmm. Helena. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, so then she calls the station, once again, doing her little mind games. Detective Childs. No, you're not. Beth is dead, isn't she? What do you want from me? You could have killed me, but here we are. You didn't feel it. What? We have a connection. Wait, I also want to just play that other phone call to see the, the comparison <laughs> of how her... Uh, Voice changing up sounds. Am I speaking to your partner now too? <laughs> Alright. I feel like you can hear it. What so accent well. does she have? Oh, Ukrainian, I think. Oh, I think yeah. that's why she was oh, staying okay. at the Ukrainian boarding house. Mm. Um, but I don't know what a Ukrainian accent sounds like, really. So. Me neither. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So then it's like that. This is like Helena telling Sarah that they have a connection. What do you think about that? I think that. She can tell she's the original. That's what I think with my theory that's going on. Um, and I don't know. I, I mean, I have the context for later on in the episode. Yeah, if it's in the episode, um, I think we can talk about where it. Where she's like, 
where Sarah's like, oh, you think you're the original. Yeah. And so I think Helena can tell that Sarah is actually the original, and she's, like, projecting that onto herself, and therefore we have this connection. We're both somehow the original. Like, mm-hmm. she's Delulu. <laughs> she's Delulu. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, but anyway, yeah, I, and she, like, I think it's important to note that she says, like, you didn't feel it. Like, she's insisting on this connection. So then, but uh, this episode is fun, too, because it's literally, like, all the clones get to dress up as each other. But also, like, the acting part of it, it's like, okay, not only is she acting as all these different clones, but, like, acting as these clones, acting as yes. other versions Helena of Helena pretending to be Sarah, who was pretending to be Beth. Yes, exactly. I wrote that. I wrote Helena as Sarah as Beth. And I like that she goes in there and, like, is admiring her handiwork and does her, like, weird doll. And then, like, Art comes in later, later is like, at least somebody's having fun. But I think also it's telling that, like, well, so far, Beth is the character we've seen most of the people play. And because she dies at the beginning of the series, she's really, like, a cipher for, like, all these other clones. Like, I mean, I, we do get to know more about her, and, and we're, like, learning a little bit more each episode. But I think, like, it's hard, it's, like, hard for to see her as, like, an individual because, like, we're only seeing her, like, with people, like, playing her and, like, hearing about her from, like, other people and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... Then Beth and Art go to the address that they find on the... It's on the fortune teller, right? The addresses? Um, no. The address for Margaret Chin? That, that one is later. Oh. The first address. When they go and find her weird hovel where, like, the mattress and the, the oh, other, yeah. like, stick figures yeah. that mm-hmm. they have. Yeah, so they use the fortune teller to find her, like, squatting place. And then while, but she basically sends them there to fuck with them so that she can come in and do her thing. And I, it's like a character trait of hers that she's always having a snack, which I think is really (laughs) funny. So she's at best desk, like eating a muffin. And then I think she's just like so in chaos where she tells Paul to come to the station. Do you think she, like, she was just trying to mess it up for Beth? Yeah. Or did she, do you think she went to like see him for herself? Um, well, that's what I thought. I thought that she was going to mess it up for Beth by interacting with Paul. Yeah. But she ended up messing with Beth by not interacting <laughs> with yeah. Paul. But it felt mischievous either way. Yeah, I think mischievous is a good word for it. Um, she's, like, I mean, going back to, like, the police whatever saying that she's got, like, early development childhood issues. She is, like, childlike in some ways. Yes. Like, it's, like, a game mm-hmm. for her. So then Sarah and Felix are on the phone again. <laughs> And I like that Felix had a good line where, because she's freaking out that she's not going to be able to make it to see Kira because the case is keeping her late. And they're trying to figure out a solution. And basically, Sarah comes up with, like, I'm going to have Allison pretend to be me. But he says, like, or she's like, I'm between a rock and a hard place. And he says, a rock and a hard place, your permanent address. And that was really yeah. a quippy one line. So then we see, we cut to Allison again, who's, like, still waiting on the call, but she's added a glass of wine to her, like, <laughs> vigil. And then we, like, go back to the police station where we saw Helena with the crime photos, like we talked about. And then she put a picture of Maggie Chen in the frame of, at Best Desk to cover up the picture of her and Paul. Um, and then the next scene we see is Allison, well, Felix goes to Allison's house to recruit her for this mission. And Allison is, like, super flippant and, like, uh, not cooperative at first. But then Felix kind of Felix kind of takes her to task. This is terrible parenting, Felix. I mean, that poor child. I don't think you understand the situation here. 
If Sarah misses tonight, then she may never get Kira back. I'm sorry, but a request like this... Maybe the child is better off with your foster mother. Excuse me? Sarah is out there risking her life, playing cat and mouse with Killer Clone so that your kids don't end up orphans and you think that she should lose her child for that. I really like... Well, yeah, exactly. But I really like that part because, even like you said earlier, Felix is the voice of reason to, for Sarah, but at the same time, he, like, advocates for her to, like, everybody else. So even if he's critical of her to her face, like, he's still got her back. Yeah. And I think that it, this this is a kind of... Is a, it represents a shift in the dynamic with Allison where she starts to take Sarah more seriously, I think. Because he's right. She's out here doing all this shit for you guys. Yeah. You're being an asshole. <laughs> right. No, very true. And I just want to point out that we get Felix very serious in this scene, but in the scene that you were just talking about where they were on the phone and it zooms <laughs> out and he's butt-ass naked <laughs> painting that picture of Casino. Yeah. was so funny. I thought this... I wrote funny episode at the top because that was my takeaway for episode yeah. four. What, what does he say about Casino? He's like, I think her tits are bigger <laughs> than yours. Bigger than yours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Felix, I mean, Felix has always got the best lines. Um, anyways, okay. And I, you're right. He does. He plays both sides well where he can be very funny but also, like, very serious. Um, and he just... He, ha- he has a hand in the game but he also doesn't. And yeah. so he's a, he can, like, zoom out a little bit because I think it's really easy for the clones to, to get really wrapped up in the drama and to be scared and, and fearful. But I think yeah. the fact that he's not a clone allows him to have a bit of a bigger perspective and, like, reason them and calm them down. I wonder about the age difference between them. Like, who's older? Mm, yeah. Um, but, and we learn in that scene with Felix that Allison is a theater kid. <laughs> that she, I feel like it makes sense. Yes. <laughs> and so then he says they have to do a full reverse Pygmalion on her, which I think is a funny way to put it. So, like like I said, all the clones get to play dress up this episode. So then we see them, her practicing her bad cockney accent. Oi! <laughs> and him trying to cut up her shirt. <laughs> and then, so we are back at the police station. Paul shows up hot <laughs> like uh, he's I, I the scene with him and art like obviously i think that they we're supposed to like interpret that something is like going on with like beth because otherwise why would he be so invested with her mm-hmm. relationship and he's like getting really in her face or paul's face i'm like can you like take a seat bro like where did you come from what yeah. is your, your place in this yeah and then um but then there are i think there are like legitimate like sparks with Sarah and Paul like when they go outside and he's like oh we need to figure out what's going on with us like I don't dislike all of it I wonder never mind I'm team Raj <laughs> when, wait I like the part when Raj, when Art is like keep it in your pants Raj <laughs> but he's just like so territorial like mm-hmm. yeah it definitely like that. implies that there's something yeah. more going on but that that's also a common dynamic in cop shows is mm. male female partner male is a little more protective over the female did you watch the cop show rookie blue mm-hmm. I, like, I like that cop show that's also canadian <laughs> um so then yeah so basically sarah takes off because she sees or well I, there's a couple like another scene between that but helena calls her again <laughs> Like, Mark, keep calling. Also, wait, I mean, I guess Elena's using a burner phone, but, like, why you're kind of bold just to call the police station. Like, they could trace those calls. Um, and then she's like, I've already showed you my address, whatever. And then she recorded that video of herself as bouncing. Like, I killed Maggie Chen on purpose. Um, I know, and she's just playing it on full blast in the yeah. station. 
Wait, I feel like I skipped something. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah, I did. So, the before, or it's like the romantic scene with Paul and Sarah, but then we get a phone call with Kasima and Sarah, where Kasima's breaking mm-hmm. down the weapon. It's a lot of good, like, exposition, and, like, what you were referencing, too, with them being like, this is what the cops know. So, what do the cops know? She's a churchy psychopath. Duh. It's personal. She's a loner, probably abuses a child. Okay, so... The fish reads Christian and, and uh, crafted onto a weapon, a personal crusade. Great, love it. You know, when I'm seeing this branded onto Maggie Chen, I'm thinking that she's not a lone warrior. To extreme creationist types, we would be abominations, like not God's children, but, but Satan's. So they hate us, and, and she's killing us even though she's identical to us. Well, but if you were a messed up, abused loner whose um, faith compelled you to belong and, and somebody that you trusted told you that this was the way to redeem yourself in, in, in the eyes of God, I mean... Yeah, I might become an angry angel too. So you were totally right when you predicted in episode two that Maggie Chen's murder was going to be somehow involved with the clones. Mm-hmm. Um, good work. Detective. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, it, it's kind of a rehashing of what the cops say, but I do think it's important to see it from their perspective because even in their discussion, they're already being more like empathetic and kind of like aligning with her more than before, I think. They're like, okay, like I can kind of see why she might think that we're like abominations. So then we get the scene with, with our interrogating Sarah as Beth, or Beth, whatever, you know what I mean. Uh, and being like, I thought you two were calling it off, like blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is your fucking business, man. <laughs> like, can you get out of my face? And so then we see the call with Helena after we learn about Maggie Chen, where she's like, I shot Maggie Chen on purpose. Um, and so <laughs> big ass beanie. <laughs> well, at that part too, where Rock's just like rough night, <laughs> like, and then later, oh yeah, that's when R is like, you put in your pants, and he's like, you look so much better. Um, so then we see. Allison as Sarah, like, they were walking up to Mrs. S's house, and it cuts to, like, Art with DeAngelis. So Art is getting suspicious of Sarah. Finally! I'm like, okay, yeah. it, it kind of took you a minute <laughs> to, like, figure this out. Um, he's like, He literally is, like, snooping through her desk. No, which, again, is that protective factor of, like, yeah. this, like, ownership almost. It's gross. Yeah, and then he does his weird sleuthing where he finds her, like, <laughs> imprint on the pad and then goes after her. So then we get to the scene with um, Kira and Allison as Sarah, and Kira knows immediately that it's not I felt like that was coming. Yeah, I'm going to play it. I'm sorry we haven't seen each other in a long time, but we can change all that. See each other all the time. You're not my mother. Silly. Of course I'm your mom. Who else would I be? You just look like her. It's still me. What do you call me? Monkey. What else? Monkey. Bum. Face. Where's my mom? (laughs) So do you think it's just that Kira knows her mom and, like, can tell that it's an imposter? Or do you think there's something more going on with her? I think there's something more going on. I didn't mention this, but when... We see it again in this scene, but we see it earlier when Mrs. S is on the phone with Sarah of the portrait of Sarah, and she has, like, this bloody lip. Mm. Like, the lips are red, and they're, like, running down, and it looks like she has a bloody lip. And it just felt 
symbolic of something. Yeah. I just feel like Kira knows more than she should. Yeah, I feel like the show is implying, like, at this point, there's not that much, but it's, like, implying they have, like, some kind of, like, psychic connection. Because, like, even before, and, like, I think it's the first episode, I'm serious, like, she knows I'm close, like, I can mm-hmm. feel her. And then I did, I, I remember that, like, from what, now that you said that, I was like, oh, yeah. But, yeah, you're totally right. She, like, she hasn't seen Sarah. She doesn't know that she got beat up, but mm-hmm. she does somehow by in her painting, which is, yeah. like, Good, good pull. Um, but then they, but they work it out where you know Allison tells Kira the truth, and then she, she's. It's so creepy when she goes, "Bye, mommy." <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she's creepy or cute? I think she's creepy. I yeah. think she, like I said, I just feel like she knows more than she's letting on. Like I don't know, like she, the, this episode made me think of The Shining twice. Mm, I've actually never seen The Shining. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I tried to watch it one time and then I fell asleep. But it was because I watched it like really late at night or something. It's on my list for sure. But when the kiddo in the beginning is walking through the blood, and mm-hmm. then with Kira being like, "Hi, mommy," I was like, "I'm getting shining vibes with these creepy kids right now." Yeah. So I definitely feel like something's up. Yeah. I well, I, we didn't talk about it, but do you think it's like, or like, what do you think about the fact that because they they set it up to make you worried for that kid in the beginning. But mm-hmm. then, obviously, Helena is, like, really nice to the kid. And so, what do you think about that? That she's nice to him? Yeah. That she she, she just has hate in her heart for the clones, yeah. not for anybody else. She probably has excessive love for anybody who's not a clone. <laughs> yeah, I think particularly children, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we see the scene with Kira and Allison is cross-cut with sarah going to meet helena at the at maggie chen's apartment and then right before she goes in she does leave a voice recording for art like confessing who she is and all that stuff so i mean she does trust him to some degree even though i wouldn't trust him if i, I was where her. she's getting that from I think yeah she's just a little desperate i think so too um so then we she busts into the apartment and helena's like doing her crazy like <laughs> prayer like uh and then um she she says like you're different from the others, which is like going back to what you were saying. Like she thinks she or you think she's the original. You think Helena is projecting that onto herself. Um, and then Maggie helped make you. Then she saw the light and came to our side. Maggie killed her to protect us. I can save you. Right, because we have a connection. There's a light in all of us. No. No! The others bought copies of God's image of human beings. But not you. You're special. They told you you were the original, didn't they? What did you think of Sarah saying there's a light in all of us? I thought that was a strange comeback for her. Yeah, you think it's like she's too cynical to say something yeah. like that? and that's why I'm like, does she mean us as in humanity or us as in the clones? I think she meant the clones, mm-hmm. like like my, like her sisters or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was trying, I mean, I think it's a good point. It does seem like more um, idealistic than she usually is. But I think she was trying to like break through to Helena mm-hmm. and be like, it's not just me. Like we all, you know, we all have value. Um 
like you said, she's Delulu. And when Sarah challenges her, like, perception of reality, like, that's when she starts to get really aggressive with her. And mm-hmm. she's like, no. But also, too, when Sarah comes upon her, she's like, I think I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no wonder you're fucking mm-hmm. bleeding out. Well, and then I also, I guess she was pretty able-bodied before she impaled her with the yeah. rebar. But I also wondered if she was sick. Like even malnourished or something? Yeah. yeah. Um, or, or even the sick that Katya had mm. is what it had me reflecting on. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, yeah, we get the bye mummy. And then before some Allison, as Sarah leaves, she, like, puts in a good word with Siobhan. Which I thought was important. Thanks for everything. Well, you kept your word, you showed up. I mean, Kira. She's well, and that's uh, down to you. Sarah. I'm just, uh, I'm not used to an honest word on the subject. And then she makes the deal for Sarah to be able to, like, walk her home from school tomorrow. And, like, much like Sarah in the episode previous, when she's, like, deciding that she's in, I think this is when Allison is, like, okay, like, I'm going to show Sarah some grace. I'm going to, like, advocate for her so she has a chance to be with her daughter. Yes. I thought that was very nice. And I was surprised. Yeah. Allison. She's a character. I was <laughs> waiting for her to do something nice. <laughs> yeah. And then the scene with Helena and Sarah ends with Art busting in, basically, but Sarah decides not to kill Helena. I guess because she does feel the connection. But Helena asks again, like, you don't feel it? You don't feel it, like, from before? And I think she really is just, like, seeking connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ends up after this part where Art catches her in Maggie Chen's house and is, like, interrogating her and freaking out. Sarah quits the police force. And then uh, the last s- scene is that Helena getting scooped up from the street into, like, some white van. <laughs> Once again, plays into my theory, I think, that yeah. she is one or one of many or maybe the only one who the I'm referring to them as a creator mm-hmm. um, kept and, of course, is going to send to do the dirty work of eliminating the clones. Yeah. But do you think, like, why, if the creator kept her, would um, she be, like, a religious zealot? Because, like, it wouldn't make sense for them to be doing cloning if it was against their religion. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I didn't think about that part. I'm pretty... I don't have many thoughts on the religious component yet of the connection between Helena and Margaret yet. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe just in the beginning of her life. And then she Mm. was like, oh, I just feel like, I don't know. I guess... I don't know. That's okay. Any other predictions? Um, I can't believe that Sarah quit. Yeah. I thought that was... But I thought it kind of made sense. It did make sense. They can't keep up this bit. Yeah. I I mean, like, she as a character, but also, like, as a show. I don't think they can keep doing so many cop scenes. Um, They heard your complaint about it. They two (laughs) persons, they're like, all right. (laughs) Um, So, I just don't... I just I don't have any predictions because I felt like the it was wrapping up an arc mm-hmm. there and then now we're gonna start a new arc. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, we're yeah. almost to the halfway point of the season. Yeah, next episode. Crazy. I know it's flying by. Yeah. Tune in next time. <laughs> Alrighty, we did it. Boop. 
Thank you for listening, and thank you to Adam Kelly for our theme music and Megan Walker for our podcast cover art. You can email us at onmylistpod650 at gmail.com if you have any comments or questions. Tune in next week. Bye.